to FSN. We've reached the 15th episode, finally. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. I'm, your, yeah. I'm your host, Wes Carey, and I've hey. had a bit of a very busy month with the faffle and that, but uh, more about that a bit later. First off, i got to talk to my... My mountain goat from Montreal, it's Charles Bergeron. Charles, how's it been? Uh, it's, it's been real, uh, real well uh, so, so far. I hope uh, you had a good month. Mm-hmm. Right, well, I mean, to be fair, I think the FBA All-Star Weekend, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, actually, I've had to grab something, so I kind of didn't quite hear what you said, but I mean, it's, I'm glad you're going well. <laughs> Anyway, um, on to a guy who's slowly becoming a permanent member of our cast at the rate he's going, uh, Dakota Bruce. Uh, Bruce, how are you going? Hey, things are going good. I was doing some, uh, job hunting for some more, uh, larger area sports shows, and I'm getting my antlers sawed off for a local charity next month, so that's, that's pretty cool. Alright. Raising uh. some money for the bucks and does and children. All right, that's cool. I mean, you're joining, ah. joining Aspen and Dylan, I see. <laughs> Pardon? Um, I said you're joining Aspen and Dylan. Like, they both had, had to get their get their things sawn off just to play, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we were doing good. We're doing good. I'm hearing some sounds in the background. I think we're doing some uh, yard work or carpentry in the back, so I have some sounds there. No, I think that's I think that's Zane Komodi, our almost blind Alaskan lynx who I think shouldn't fly, but he flies anyway. Uh, Zane, how you going? <laughs> I can't see any of the notes. Oh, uh, I'm doing. I can't see any notes. I mean, I need to I need to see if I can get my uh, my narration up in my up in my headset. All I right. can actually read the notes. All right. Um, someone uh, someone help him out. <laughs> Ah, yeah, I've, got, I've got one of my guys on. I've got one of my guys on. Alright, so, uh, yeah, Zane. Alright, we're good, we're good. Right. We're good, here's my narrator up. Okay, ah, so. Thank God, another small miracle in, in the world. Okay, so Zane, how yeah. are you going? Uh, it's, I hope my I hope my internet doesn't go out of Alaska. I hope my internet doesn't go out of Alaska this time, but I'm. You never I'm know. Sure <laughs> I'm having to miss an episode due to, um, you know, I was in the. I was actually. Who was in the hospital? They were trying to figure out what's what's actually going on in my eyes. It's glaucoma, but I think they're actually going to get me glass eyes, so I don't have to wear my my uh my shades anymore. Oh, okay. Because my eyes are like white and they look really weird. So like, yeah. The miracles of modern science and ingenuity strike again. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to set me up for like the um. They're like they like feed into the back of the feed into your visual cortex of your brain and they're like it's like a it's like a glasses that feed into the visual cortex. You can just see through the glasses. Only their eyeballs. Yeah. And, well, they're not, I mean, mm. like they're either gonna get me glass eyes or they're gonna try to get me into that. I don't know which one. I don't know which one they're gonna do. Yeah. I, I don't have posted. money, so. Yeah, I keep us posted. So they're probably gonna be glass eyes then. All right. All right. It probably will be. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a surgery that would require you know the sort of like the removal of my eyes, but that's kind of cool. Uh, I can't wait to see it, and I hope you can't wait to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. 
Alright, well, that's right, that's definitely interesting. I hope that goes yeah. alright for you, Zane. Anyway, we've got our final guest here. He's caused a bit of a stir recently and with his son and the Albany Alphas. Uh, Zedric O'Toole, welcome to the show, and what the hell were you thinking? Uh, well, I've been kept... I've, I've, I've been getting a lot of heat for that. You're not going to ask that question. Oh, oh man. Well... Uh, so, someone help Zane out. It's nothing that I... Ah. Yeah. He's really at a loss for words. There we go. Alright. Yeah. I missed the cam. Alright. Alright, right, go on, Cedric. Go on. Oh. I hope... I mean, it, it's nothing that I haven't done differently. By all... Oh, God. How long have I been doing this? been a long time. Yeah, it says here you've been a long time. I, I wouldn't know. I'm not from Boston, but well, you know, I mean, you it, um, you do know, we do know you've done it for a long time. I thought you guys were in it for the long haul in Boston. They had those marathons from there. Indeed. <laughs> yes. Boston Up here we call them marathons. <laughs> <laughs> It's been about yeah, about forty years between the Boston Hour newspaper and Sports Radio. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. And I've always called it like I see it, then. I see Very it, then. The alphas are not good. And I love my son, dear, but he should not have been the one. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Well, up if they got good players. We kind of know a couple things about teams that were in the upswing. Certainly, I believe in you. Certainly, uh... I do, I mean, I mean, Terry, I mean, we suggested that he probably should have gone number one because we thought he was probably the best talent out of all of them. So, yeah. maybe you have I'm a little bit of us to blame for that. Did he put the curse on it? I mean, I don't think it was. You weren't alone in that. Uh, We're not exactly master prognosticators, but I wouldn't say we ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we did predict Miami to go, to win their first road game, and I did predict Baltimore to somehow beat Texas, so, I mean, maybe I am the kiss of death. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I was thinking about that. I, I did get that one wrong, but uh, I got a lot of those wrong, actually. I was looking at that. I think that last one, it, I went, like, three for eight. That was kind of embarrassing, but, no, I mean, oh, hey. It happens. Maybe we'll do that this time. Okay, so besides the all the stuff in Albany and Terry and all that, uh, how have you been going, Cedric? I've been doing well, Brian. I'm back at All-Star Week once again. Winnipeg this year. <laughs> awfully cold, but I'm in good spirits, and I'm looking forward to judging the dunk contest tomorrow. 
Yeah, that's that that's gonna be very one. interesting. I I've got one I'm, of my I'm one of my boys. I'm gonna leave invited back. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of good stuff going on in sports tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of stuff going on last night as well. Yeah, I'm just surprised that they time it out like that. And no one's gonna be watching the dunk contest when every every market in the country's got a got a finger in the pot of the of football. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, if, they've got, if it's anything like the string service we just got, um, people will just be putting it at multiple screens. So, one side of the screen, you got the dunk contest. The other one, you got the football, and uh, the other one's just whatever. <laughs> well, it would be a good day to be at a sports bar. Lots of tips. Lots of answers. Mm-hmm. Lots of beer. Yeah, I got that right. Yeah. Well, uh, moving. Lots of beer. Uh, well, uh, moving on here, we've got we've got quite a bit to talk about. Let's go around the world. And first off, it's we're over to the Faffle. Jeez, first time when it's Faffle. God, since how long? Good. A massive. Yep. Yeah, a massive file trade has been made as Darwin has traded former number one draft pick Darren Gertner and Amelia Swartz to the East Sydney Roosters for full forward Lester Williamson and Corbin Huff. The move is now shaking oh, up the football landscape as it now makes Nazan. Namet. The Namazi Baker, yeah, Na Namazi yeah. Baker, likely to go number one with Don moving on their main fullback to East Sydney. Well, the Roosters look boys have a great backline in 2019. A little bit out there. Yeah. We had the draft last night, but we'll talk about that soon, guys. Jeez, this is this is a huge move. Uh, Gartner himself, like he was the first draft pick Don has ever had. Like, way back when the mm -hmm. team came in back in 2016. He's been slowly developing. I mean, he's not exactly at the level of an elite fullback yet, but he's close to getting to that. But to yeah. see to see Darwin, who are at the bottom, trade Darren Gartner to East Sydney, a team that was eight points within a preliminary final berth in the Charlotte Grand Final... To see that happen, uh, that that's kind of baffling to me. But considering that Namazi Baker is essentially a very, very top prospect, and like she was the top prospect of this entire draft, to see them try to go after her doesn't surprise me one bit. I mean, guys, what do you think? Well, I I can understand if you don't mind. I I understand why they would move on from a top draft pick that they made three years ago. Because when you're making a number one pick, it, there's got to be a lot of development. They need to be at a premier level. Like it, there's only one number one pick. And if it's not there, then it, they, they need to move on from it. That's, that's how it goes. So take another crack at it and hope for better. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, at least Aaron Gartner can at least still say he's like the biggest player in the league. I mean, look at those biceps. Yeah. He is—he's buff as anything. 
But, uh, Cedric, uh, any, anything this reminds you of? Like, anything from the FBA or another league? Like, seeing a team trade away mm-hmm. a former number one draft pick to get another person in the same position at number one? Uh, Cedric? Well, I do, well, I do recall, um, um, two years ago, I believe it was, it was Bangor traded, um, to the number one pick to select Leon Delmont. Mm-hmm. And yes. Um, and and to get the number one pick from Dakota, they traded them Ben Derby, who was once very highly thought of player, and up to that point hadn't quite lived up to the high piece. The trades worked out pretty well for both teams, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh. But, um, Bangor, I mean Leon Delmont has developed into. Great young guards in the league, and Ben Derby has come to his own in Dakota. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, prob- that's probably the closest thing I can think of in recent times, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Similar big draft day move. But. All right. I mean. I mean, the situation, it's really Darren Gertner and Lester Williamson being, like, the big parts of this trade. I mean, Lester, he's going to have a lot of depth to the forward line in in Darwin. I mean, he won't be the starter, but I think he will get some time during the season. I mean, Huff and Schwartz are just essentially the stake knives in this, like, just there to kind of fill the backup roles. Uh, Charles, your thoughts on this? Well, uh, from what I've been seeing... Uh uh, the Roosters sort of needed to perhaps shore up uh, their full back position and Gert and Gertzner uh, will probably be a great addition uh, to the to the to the squad uh, especially now depending what's going to happen uh, 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 in the future uh, especially with the draft that happened uh, that's really a good power move from uh, East Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I personally agree with that. That is a huge power move for them to have. Uh, Zane, any last thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, with me actually knowing what goes on in the draft, it's hilarious. What, what happened? Um, with I mean, because I know what happens. We'll talk about it later on who actually went number one this year um in who he in who was traded to who and it was just hilarious mm-hmm. watching um and it'll come it'll, it'll it'll make more sense later on when we talk about the the FAFL draft and I'm also very excited about the FAFL draft because there was a dude that I uh, there's a guy that I um that I was rooting for he got drafted mm-hmm. um that he he played he plays a lot of I mean but I mean, with Darren Gertner getting moved to East Sydney, um, it tr- it just made everything that much more hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I wouldn't call it. Yeah, I wouldn't call it personally hilarious, but I mean, yeah, it is a bit. It does seem a bit hilarious to see a number one drop but get moved on just so you can draft another person in the same position, number one. But <laughs> anyway, but we're going. Anyway, we're going on to the FBA D-League. It's held its All-Star game in Providence, where the West All-Stars beat the East All-Stars 
117 to 112. James Calber, point guard for the Wyoming Rangers, was the player of the game with 23 points, one rebound, and six assists. Uh, not really much to add there. Anyone want to talk about the D League? Close game for a D League game. I mean, how did how do they how is there even a thing? An all star an all star D League. I feel like that it's kind of contradictory. Yeah. It's more of a thing where like, hey, you should you should move them up to regular league or something. Well, from from what I understand. But the purpose of the FBA D-League All-Star Game, I mean, it's, well, yeah, please explain. Yeah, to showcase the better players in the D-League, and hopefully FBA GMs are watching, and and some of them get, an FBA, get a tra chance on an FBA roster, get an FBA contract. Okay, that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, that's right what the D-League is. But, uh, Charles, anything you want to add, or do you want to move on? Well, uh, the D-League, it's always, uh, like I said, it's a uh, big, uh, it's, uh, it's still a league of its own that has some rich history. So to have uh, the All-Star uh, All game, uh, it's really uh, put the show light to uh, people that still working out no matter, no matter what to try to get to the big league uh, we had a couple uh, that that was uh, uh, recently signed like uh, for example uh, that the the, the squirrel uh, Kim Kabat uh, I think uh, that yeah. was signed with uh, uh, Las Vegas uh, this season uh, it's always uh, great uh, to see uh, uh, everything uh, moving uh, along the, this way uh, and prove uh, to players that uh, uh, no matter what, if you keep working hard, uh, you will get your shot. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, you see a few people do that with like the state leagues and that. Like, they might not get drafted straight away in the FAFL, but they'll spend some time in the state leagues and they'll end up becoming a part of the part of the league eventually because of how well they played in the state leagues. I mean, some of the people who got drafted this year were kind of a bad example. So I right. think it's I think it's a good idea to have that there. I mean, I can say I could say a lot about your college system over there, but now's not the time. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sure about that. Uh, we could go on a debate with that, but no, we better save the debate for the next thing. Uh, in the FBA, we've got first overall pick Terry O'Toole from the Albany Alphas continues to make waves after a rather big response to Cedric. Uh, wow. Comments in an interview about a team, and if Terry is worthy of being drafted number one. We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. Now he seems to have picked a fight with D-League player Xavier Cross, who charged into a game in Winnipeg during the All-Star break, and... Oh boy! Well, that's interesting. Uh, that 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 cross uh, player sure is uh, outspoken on Twitter. Yeah, uh, he seems to have quite a yeah. head. Yeah. Uh, let's go straight to the source. Uh, Cedric, your thoughts on this? No. Straight from the source. From the source. Yeah. The source. The source. Of course. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, ketchup? 
Catsip. 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 Alright, so, right. um... Yeah, that's right. Well, um... Yeah, well... Base... yeah, um... For those of you who haven't been following this whole thing... Yeah, it basically comes down to... I had some very... um... Yeah. Very... Oh, wait a minute... You on? Yeah, you're on. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. still... Go on. Right, so... We discussed... We touched on it a bit earlier. I had some... Let's say harsh words to say about... Him and his team. My mm -hmm. son and his team. And... The other day... He held a press conference and... He got very angry, very animated, and ripped his shirt off. Mm -hmm. Well, Terry Mania oh, must yeah. be running wild then. Mm-hmm. Matt, I couldn't see that. Well, you can't yeah. see anything, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that isn't the worst thing that's ever been said in this podcast. That's fair. But still, it's cheap. And I'm so mad, yeah. I'm so mad that I couldn't see Terry O'Toole cowering away and crying as his father rips him open deservedly being an egomaniac and basically clawing his way to first round draft pick based on his ego and not on his talent. Whoa, 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 whoa. We said on this podcast that he had the talent to go number one and now you're saying that he doesn't. It was all ego. Yeah. Right. We may be having words after the show, Zane. All right. You didn't tell us this. Well, I, mean, I don't know if you're on the show then, but I don't know. Just. Uh, I mean, I'm just twists and turns at every turn. I mean, just just realize, just realize Wes, that controversy <laughs> creates cash. Yep, I should know. Pointing right. into that controversy. Alright, I should know. Alright, so. Anyway, that is basically what happened, and now. Well. Well. It says here he picked a fight for this young cross guy. Um, but from what I understand, cross challenged him to, to a pickup game. Mm hmm. And. Mm hmm. Well. I'm not certain if, if that's going to happen, it would be interesting, um, from what I understand, Xavier Cross is one of the top prospects for ne the next year's draft, so... But it would be interesting, number one draft pick against one of the top prospects for next year. Mm -hmm. We'll see if it happens. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if that happens. Uh, I'm, a of, I'm a little out of the loop on that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, don't, I don't... I, I mean, I've, honestly, since Torrent, I've been trying to get in contact with Terry, but he has not returned my calls. And you wonder why he hasn't? <laughs> yeah, I have, I, have a good idea. Idea. I have a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well... well getting that ego deflated. Alright, uh, Charles, your thoughts on this? 
well, uh, there's already been uh, talk uh, about uh, many stuff uh, uh, about Terry and the outbursts and uh, to tell you the truth, uh, from what I've been seeing uh, so far with the news uh, uh, during the All-Star break, uh, uh, he, he sure uh, seems a little different, especially when uh, uh, talking and, chale uh, and, and challenging cross that uh, I, I, I'm be surprised to see who's going to take a chance with that cross fellow uh, 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 he seemed really high on itself I mean uh, ego wise uh, he, he's right up there uh, but uh, for Terry uh, I, I, I don't think it's really a good uh, a good fit for him because uh, I seen this boy uh, when he got to the league and uh, I know that there's a lot of pressure about the, the kid but uh, right now uh, he really needs uh, to refocus and and uh, reconnect himself yeah he seems a bit lost at the moment if I do say so myself yeah, I mean I mean why why pick a fight with Xavier Cross and do do this pickup game? Like, what do you have to prove? Uh, that's the real question. I mean, yeah. Yeah, what do you? Yeah, what do you? What does he even have to prove? Like, he's literally picking a fight with somebody about who's in a deal. The dude's in a completely different league. And in my, I mean, to, to uh, your yeah. kind of controversial like, thing, extra league. There's an ego aspect to it, sure, and everyone has their outbursts, like, especially if they have that amount of talent, but he's taking It's a bit hard to hear you, Dakota. It's, 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 it makes him look bad. You are losing the fat car. Check. Check. Yeah. Well, I think it, we might want to move on from that. We'll give you, if there's anything that happens with that, we'll give you the follow-up to that. Uh, moving on, FMZ yeah. reports that Plymouth Taproots rookie Trevor Cruz might have gone for a total fur dye job. Reports tell about being pink and white under his robes as no further information about the color change is available. And I don't know, just... I don't know, guys. Is this a bit of a nothing of a story? Like, color, player dies is far. It's... Okay. I, I, I feel like... Sorry, what? I feel personally attacked by this. Like, I'm, I'm the only one who can't talk at this point. And it sort of makes sense with all the controversy I'm probably just heard with me saying Trey O'Toole didn't deserve to go first draft pick. So I'm going to just stay out of this. Okay. Where do things have been done? I can't even see the dude's fur change. I can't even see. So there's... I'm completely out of this conversation. I, I, I mean, well, the concept of... You've had vision before. You can kind of tell he's doing a full fur job. Racing. Uh, that's still outlandish. I mean, you can't see the results for yourself, though they are outrageous. But you can use your imagination on it. You've seen fur. I've had a cool, I've had a total fur color dye job. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, that's okay, I, agree, I agree with that. I'm just wondering, how's why is this a story? 
Yeah, why is this even a story? I feel personally attacked by this. Um, I mean, it's it's like as if people bring stories into the FSN just so that I can't just 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 to mess with me. I feel like this is a story that's yeah, brought in I mean, just to mess with the blind a, guy. Oh, it's a just to mess the blind guy. I, I mean, mean, compared to the guy that ripped his shirt off at a press conference, I agree that this is totally a fluff oh, piece. Maybe it was put in there. All right, we're moving on from there. Yeah, let's move on from that. That was clearly a poorly done troll and a tasteless joke. Yeah, you know, I, I, I do not I do not give FMZ a lot of credit. Uh, they are... Jesus, they, they are a rag sheet, in my opinion. No trash. Trash. Yeah, well, rag sheet. Most of us can see the results I mean, for ourselves. Look. Most of us. I mean, FSN is what we call a rag sheet. Yeah. Yeah. And. Indeed. Right. And on to more FMZ news rumors of moving to other oh, things. <laughs> I hope we don't have a, I don't want to have a. And now for a, a word from our sponsor, FMZ. <laughs> According to FMZ, rumors of moving, moving to other things. Retirement is servicing about Barnaby Jazz. Um, oh, no. No, 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 no. Uh, is this mere speculation? Or is this just another question? It's speculation. Okay, oh, then what's there to say? I, I'd rather just hear from the man, from the Barnaby himself. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can speculate all you want. I think that's what they need to do on the cycle, but... Well, uh... Well, Barnaby Jazz uh, sure has been uh, rather quiet than we usually know about him since a couple a couple of seasons. So, uh, yeah, usually yeah, he's been Barnaby. Uh, go ahead, so, uh, and also uh, he seems to be doing uh, rather well from himself outside the game. Uh, when I heard about uh, uh, when he was uh, shooting a movie one off season uh, and mm -hmm. uh, who knows uh, maybe uh, uh, some things are really changing uh, into Mr. Jazz's lives but uh, we had to really sure. wait and see until uh, uh, Barnaby uh, makes anything public yeah that's really interesting I mean to be fair to Barnaby, I mean, he's he's been, had a decent career. I mean, I wish he'd stay on if he decides to retire, but I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, he could get coaxed out of retirement to play Faffle for Hobart because, well, yeah. honestly, I swear I that mean, team that team is desperate to do anything to get to the finals. Yeah, I mean, I I reported on his on his dunk contest when he was like in like the boots and all the. That, that super controversial stuff. I was, doing, I reported on that, and I was like, I was hooked from then. I'm, I've been a host of Barnaby Chaz. He's my, he's one of my favorite players. Um, with my favorite player actually being Akiak Pratt. I really want to get into a conversation with him, um, about his life and about some of the stuff that's happened there. And I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, him having to him him like him figuring out his true self, kind of like Barnaby Jazz figured out his true self, is just. A, I mean, it's. I was. I was. It's been an honor reporting on him. 
I mean, he's got to go, he's got to go. He's retiring, he's retiring, I accept that. But. Well, I wouldn't put any bad. stock into an FMZ rumor. Um, I mean, FMZ... He has been doing well off the court. He does, he did um, some voice acting in the movie. He did. Past off season, he did. And he's currently in a relationship with, I believe it's a shark who's somehow bigger than him. I don't know how that's... Like a rolling that. fisherman. No, wait, wrong, yeah. wrong shark. <laughs> wait, wait, okay. Hold up. Speaking of, speaking of dates... Alright, but anyhow... Oh, oh, I know I know it's coming up. Hold on. Oh, I know it's coming up. Oh, I, I know it's coming up. I love it. Yeah, let's, let's get to that. I'm not the one in charge of that one. But. Uh, come, come on, Cedric, because none of these two people. All right. All right, so... Anyway, but... So, anyway, so... As, but as well as, he's do, as Jazz is doing off the court, I don't see why he would retire. Um, the, the Frost this past off-season, they did a sign-in trade for... Adam Tavella, who moved there from Queens, and they're currently they're, they're a playoff team once again. And who knows how good their young shooting guard, their rookie shooting guard Mike Rising, in a couple of years. I, I don't see why you retire now if you're your Jazz. I mean, it's look things are looking up for his team. Things are looking up for us. Mm-hmm. Certainly, they look the best as they've that's looked that's since the advantage. end of the Buck Hopper era, honestly. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree too. Anyway, moving on from FNC rumors onto just general rumors. Rumors are now going oh. around that Tyron Appleby and Cassius Waterson were seen at a Chinese buffet making out intensely. What the hell? A new couple or a lawsuit coming? Who knows? Question, uh, a question, were they making out with each other or just making out with the food? <laughs> each other. <laughs> from what I hear both, from what I hear both. Yeah, I, I, I've heard both. Okay, well um, that makes it interesting. Kind of like part of the course otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I do, I, I mean, can't wait to get that onto my podcast. I bet you, um... Who's the guy who wants to listen to the podcast? I mean, sorry, I, I'm, 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 I'm very podcast. I bet you we all do our own podcast. I bet you we're all chewing at the bit to get one of these guys onto there. Because I mean, I, I'd love to get him on my show. I'm trying to get him. I was trying. I've been trying to get him on my on my show since. Oh, so he do you know what's going on with this stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have absolutely no clue, but I do. Okay. I you would be. I, 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 the guy. Um, I kind of do have a, I kind of do have a, a bit of a connection. I do have a bit of a connection with him. I was as, um, and that goes into me being a field judge, and all this stuff for DCI and that stuff. So. Okay. I, I, well, I don't have like an inside scoop. Good. I don't have an inside scoop. Um, oh. But oh, well, all right. And as soon as I get a scoop, I'm getting all my shows. So, mm -hmm. give my mm -hmm. thought. Alright, well, I mean, that's going to be interesting. I mean, hey, if you can ask him about it, I think we might be able to clear up some rumors here, unlike FMZ. 
But uh, Charles, you you have any thoughts on this? Well, uh, uh, it's uh, really uh, interesting topic. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, in a sense, uh, it's really up to the the, the two uh, person to really uh, talk about uh, this thing. I mean, uh, we all know how social media is. And now sometimes it's hard to have a personal life, but uh, if uh, something come out uh, from them, well, uh, they're going to speak about it. Otherwise, uh, I don't know really what else to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, mean, but I mean, if I can just add one more thing, I just call Shadows. Knowing Cassius, he is a big ball of nerves. And I, I mean, him, it's probably his first date with Tyron. And if it's not his first date, then I don't know about anything else he's been doing. He's been declared single since like since his Ateus years in DCI. I mean, I'm, so, I'm, huh. but I mean, could this could this be his first date? And, and if it is his first date, I bet you he's a, I bet you was just a ball of nerves and didn't know what he was doing. Uh-huh. And sure. And if, it, and if it was, and if that was the situation, then I mean, why why would there be a lawsuit? I mean, if I mean there may be a yeah. lawsuit between a uh, conflict of interest. I mean, people having inner Inner sports relationships. When I don't think that's unheard of. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like two consenting adults in a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> what could go wrong? With a bunch of lemon chicken. Well, that's where yeah, it starts coming in. The only thing, the only thing that would go wrong is he, the, the two of them are driving the Chinese restaurant out of business by eating everything. Then there might be lawsuits. Yeah, that, yeah, that so like, I suppose he's not a wolf. Surgical. He's a bottomless eating machine. Yeah, from what I've heard, Taz is literally he's he's gained close to thirty pounds in the last Ooh. like four months. Wait. My he's, he's a total, he was 276 from what I hear now, he's 304. Yeah, like, yeah. he's a total machine. But I it, don't know it, what's it, happening. Still, I think it's all still speculation. Like, we'll see what emerges yeah, I mean, from that. Let's see if they get a second date. That's what I have to say see. about it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I can't wait. If, and if the next episode is them on a second date, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome to Days of Al Royal. <laughs> Tonight's oh, episode, Applebee and Watterson go out on a second date. And <laughs> <laughs> we don't think relationship yeah. weight will be a factor. Yeah, well, I think we're enough of that. It will not be a factor in that relationship. Yeah, I think that's it for, uh, that's it, right? Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit about some other people, but uh, we've already talked too much about it. Uh, anyway, um... Finally, for the first time on the podcast ever, we're talking about baseball. It's the UFLB. New song! 
Yo, what the what the hell happened to the original? I mean, I I used to watch the um, I think it was the FBBL. I think it was. I think it was. I used to watch that. Uh, it's but it was the FLB. The FLB. I mean, okay. Uh, it, uh, we have brought so up baseball long. before. We haven't done a segment on it. <laughs> Producers trying to tell us that. We're, we've talked about, but we haven't done a full-on segment about it. We haven't done this league yeah. yet. No. I see. We've talked about league. baseball. So essentially, let me let me start on a bit of the story of what's happened. Here. Why is there a Wait. new league? Uh, essentially, let's let me just get the thing up, but. Essentially, a lot of stuff has kind of happened. Um, the the previous league, the FLB itself, has went through a bit of monetary issues after the after the like strike from 2015. There was going to be a strike, then they managed to avoid it barely, and essentially they've been barely able to hold 12 teams together when it fell completely last year. Uh, so essentially we've had so essentially now we've got a new league rising from the ashes taking its place with a lot of the players from that league joining it so essentially I think there's going to be a bit of a dispersal draft teams are going to get new players or and that so it's essentially it's not it's not it's a new league but it's got some old names got some new names I mean well I mean it is kind of a bit of a merger I mean there was a bit of a there was a bit of a thing with the with the F, it was it uh, the Federal Furry Baseball thingy. I can't remember the name of that, but like some other teams that were going to pop up in that, when they were trying to figure that out, have popped up in this as well. So essentially, we've got some teams that are going to be in that teams from the FLB who have already played, and some yeah. new teams. So do you? Go, do you yeah, we'll see what's happening. All right. So guys, do you want to give me the rundown? Do you want me to give the rundown of the eleven teams that have been announced so far? Why not? <laughs> Alright. Right, first off we've got the we've got the former FLB team, the Charleston Swamp Foxes. Hopefully they are hoping to win a title Which in the Charleston is that? Uh Charleston is in the Carolinas there's somewhere. A couple of them. There's a there's a, there's one in the Carolinas and there's one in West Virginia. It, it ain't West so. Virginia, I don't think. Pretty okay, sure it's in the Carolinas. Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we've got the Down River River Otters, actually, just the Otters, sorry, got, kind of read that wrong. Down River Otters. Um, they are a new team. I hadn't seen them before on any of the lists that we rumored or anything. Um, we've got the Indianapolis and Parlors. They were going to be a part of that other league. Little Rock Hounds. Uh, there have been rumors about them. The Memphis Blues. Oh, boy. Uh, let's hope they don't have to sing da 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 Jesus Christ. Mouse? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, fuck it. No one will get that. I, I tell you, no one will get that. None of us get that. No. We're not here for music, we're here for sports, damn it. Alright. <laughs> uh, I'll say it. one guy will get that, I promise you. One person will get that, and if you get what I was doing... And it's you. It's you. <laughs> Besides well, me. one person left. Yeah, uh, if you get what that was, uh, post in the comments. Uh, so the Memphis Blues, we've got oh, another boy. team in Tennessee. Uh, the Miami Tiger Sharks, so they'll be sharing, they'll be sharing the area with the Tropics. Uh, probably, most likely, different stadiums. 
Uh, the, yeah, I, I, the Miami Tropics are still playing in that recreational park, so I hope they're not putting baseball there. Oh, they won't. Uh, I mean... Well, there might be an announcement soon, from what I understand. Yeah, well, maybe there might be an announcement the Tropics will actually get a new stadium. Uh, the New Orleans oh, Firebirds... Uh, um, I think actually what we've heard, I think the Miami Tropics might have actually moved, so we'll get confirmation on that. Uh, the New Orleans Firebirds, they were the Pelicans before, but they've decided to rise from the ashes and call themselves the Firebirds. New York Knights, uh, that's, they're going to be probably a big market team there. They join the, the, what are they, Titans? Yeah, Titans. Uh, Portland, so Portland Pioneers, there's another team in, another, in the same market. The Saskatoon Swift Foxes. Definitely, definitely a name there. Um, we've talked about them before, though. Meet. I thought Swift Foxes were from Nebraska. <laughs> well, there maybe they need two different foxes. Just uh, to be clear. Uh, I forgot to mention that the Portland Pioneers are a returning team, so they have some history. But uh, Saskatoon Swift Foxes, maybe they should have been from, well, Nebraska yet. The Nebraska Swift Foxes, maybe. Oh, they could just shorten the name to the Swifts and have the song Meet the Swifts, meet the Smiths, step right out mm. and greet the Swifts. So sorry, Wait, is, this, is this going to be a musical league? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we already have two, we have 11 teams and two of theme songs, so it's kind of impressive. Well, they don't actually have theme songs, that's just me giving them theme songs. <laughs> if the New York Knights don't do that, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be so mad. And finally, the Washington Constitutionals. Bit of a mouthful oh. there. Mm. Uh, uh, there's a lot of that in Washington. We know it. Yeah, uh, there may be one more team coming in. We don't know where yet, but that will be announced, and that will probably be it for them, unless like there's a bunch of other teams willing to get in. But really, uh, time will tell. Um, I'm, surprised there aren't any in, I'm surprised we don't have any in like the Chicago area, so... I'd be betting if, if they're going for a market, I'd say it's probably from like one of those areas. Yeah, I'm surprised there isn't a team in Boston, there isn't a team in Chicago, or Ohio. Nothing, nothing, Great Plains. Yeah. nothing not even Minnesota had something, like that, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Is there even, I, I need to look into that, there's nothing within a thousand miles of the Dakotas in terms of, uh, in terms of a baseball team. There's barely anything on the west coast as well. There's like Portland and that's like it. Dear God, we have the side with Saskatoon. That is that is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah, I, I have to side with like I mean I mean keep, keep like in mind Indian guys, Portland? you can't no, oh, go ahead. Portland, yeah. I guess I was Portland. Alright, well sorry I talked to you there, but yeah. I was just gonna say you can't really blame you can't really blame the league on this. They they just take the teams where the teams are. I mean, they can't decide where yeah. the owners want them. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just, we'll, I'm just we'll not team from Georgia. Yeah. Well, they got there's one in South Carolina. That's pretty much Georgia, except it goes on longer. Also not. <laughs> South Carolina is Georgia's pocket, but they just have really big pockets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, if there is a team in Georgia, but I'm glad there's also I'm also glad there's no team in Georgia, so we don't always have to go da 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 da. I'm so mad, but I'm also very <laughs> happy that we don't have to that we don't have to sing Georgia on my mind like 
literally a thousand times. Some but sick and tired on your mind. Monday, I got you. You brought up in three times as many minutes. <laughs> yeah, I've brought it up way too many times. I've yes. Spirit of Atlanta. What else is going on in baseball? Yeah. What else is going on in baseball? All right. Well. uh Right, uh, just quick word from Charles. Your thoughts on the teams, just very quickly. Well, uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's always uh, good to have more sports. It means more work at the Gazelle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Except this time, you're, you're a party in Montreal. You have to go out to Saskatoon, <laughs> Saskatchewan. I'm going to have to go to Saskatchewan if I'm covering this. <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, well, hope that the next team's like near you. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, That's all I'm gonna say too. On to a little bit of news here. Um, is it Javier? Javier. Javier. Javier Cononero is returning mm. after several years in Japan. He he left the original league after the near strike, and he's kind of been mainly in Japan. Okay, but he's back. Yes. Um, anyone want to? Um, I mean, I don't have many things about him. I mean, I'm not the I'm not the guy for that. But yeah, no, I don't know. I, I don't even know what a baseball is. So a minute ago, you complained about having to go to Saskatchewan, and now you're telling me you don't know baseball. No, I, I no, I it, it it's sarcasm. I don't know I what know. baseball is because there's not anything near us. That, that the closest baseball reference is in Saskatchewan. All right, well, so I got gotcha. you. But I, I, I wasn't aware of the baseball situation because we didn't have one since I started covering Dakota Sports. I know. So I'm not familiar with this guy. So yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with him either, but he is a bit of a big name, so I think we will be seeing his name a lot more going forward. So yeah, it'll be interesting. We're to learn about it. Um, I've got a quick news. I got I got some quick news here. Um, he has spent the last four seasons playing in Japan. He was the MVP of the Nippon Furry Pro Baseball last year and playing for the Kobe Thunder Eagles. Huh. When Eagles aren't cool. good enough, you mad thunder to it. <laughs> Leading the leagues in home runs and slugging percentage and finishing third on both average and RBIs. Very good stats. I think he yeah, will be a name we see in the future. Doesn't, doesn't he have a brother, Julian, in the UFFL as well? Yes, yes he does. Uh, yep. I thought I heard that name, Coronado. Yeah, yep. Yep. So, finally, yeah. a bit of faffle news a little bit here as well. Uh, Tobias Valpentar, the fullback of the Brisbane Brumpies, who joined the faffle after the near strike, has been thinking of returning, but he is willing to stay out his contract with Brisbane till the end of the 2020 season. That's, pr that's a good idea, I think. Uh, Charles, your thoughts on that? Well, it's so to know about the players that excel at mint sport, and uh, uh, well, at least it's uh, it's nice to see that Mr. Uh, Volpentor uh, is uh, keeping his commitment for his team before thinking of anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zane, uh, Cedric, uh, any of you two have any thoughts on that? Mm. I'm, I'm not very familiar with um, the furry baseball league at all. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out of the loop on that. So. Alright. 
I, I had an I'm older brother who... I had an older brother and my father liked baseball, but... That's not my arena. Alright. Not even an arena, it's a, it's a diamond. Yeah, or diamond. A stadium. A diamond, yes, yes. Alright. Anyway, I thought um, arena baseball. That'd be interesting. Oh, Jesus. Arin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Exist. I think indoor stadiums exist. Yeah, dimes exist, but arena, I mean, using arenas with a baseball, like, that's practically a home run everybody hit. How are you meant to get out? It's essentially bloody being pitched out all the time. It's delightfully it's counterintuitive. Yeah. Well, on that bombshell, I think it's time to kind of move on, and we'll come back with more news as soon as we get it. Anyway, it's time to go on to the FAFL. I got a long road to walk down To catch a tram to my favorite ground Use my legs, use my voice Make some noise, support the boys And that's what football means to me That's how I like my footy to be And well that's the thing about That's what I like about Yeah that's the thing about The thing about Okay, so I'll take the reins here, and I'll try and get through it as quick as I can. Uh, right, get the notes up, because I can't get me the notes. Um, essentially, the 2019 FFL draft happened last night in Melbourne. A very big night for a lot of these people. I mean, when you play in the state leagues and you go through the under-18s, you dream of making it to the FAFL. Like, I mean, everyone wants to get here at that level, and it is a tough cutthroat, cutthroat way to get through it. But 40 people have. Let's have a look at the first round, and pick number one, it's no surprise, Nazami Baker, fullback, goes to Darwin. <laughs> that, that trade was for something. Yeah. That... <laughs> yeah. That's what we expected. Yeah. And then? Expected, definitely. I mean, I got a bit to talk about her first, but essentially, I mean, she has had a bit of a childhood. I mean, she was apparently born in Uganda, but no one really knows how she ended up here in an orphanage and that. Uh, caught the eye of two female gazelles who had to use an old friend to be able to adopt her. So essentially... She's adopted with uh, a lesbian couple and their friend. And essentially, they've, okay. they've essentially kind of gone through a lot lot of trouble trying to get her to get, get her through to this stage. And now she has finally gotten there and is the number one draft pick. I got a bit of a, got a, bit of a tweet um, here. Just let me... Jeez, I need to get more prepared Sounds with like this. A straight out of three word. <laughs> a bit, yeah. That's quite the story. Yeah, and essentially, if I can get up here, the family was very happy with this news. I mean, they they are really proud of her for getting to this point, and they're really happy to have seen her go number one. So, 
I'm... I don't know how it could have gone better than that. Well, it couldn't have. I mean, you, could, you have to go... You I mean, can't I mean, go really, how, do you, how do you top going number one, really? Well, you go don't. Number one twice. But <laughs> sign up for another league and go number one there. <laughs> well, essentially, she has gone number one. I'm predicting a lot of good things from her for Darwin. This is what they needed. I think they are going... They had a really good draft as well. Um, looking at who else they picked, they picked uh, Amy Marsden, a half-forward flank from Ipswich. They selected mm -hmm. Sally McEwen, a back pocket. And Jean-Marc Grenier, forward pocket. So they've gotten a lot of decent pieces. I think they might get a bit of an improvement this season, but we will project that later. Um, pick number two yeah. was a surprise to me. I, I, let me get my predictions up as well. Yeah, uh, where is it? I predicted this guy to go in the second round, yet he went number two. It's Owen Hill Outeridge, back pocket from, uh, I, uh, I need to have my things more ready, but let me get it. Yeah, he is a back pocket from Sydney. He is a very polite fellow, shows a lot of good etiquette, and I can see why they would have picked him number two, but I didn't think he really had the talent to, so... Adelaide have picked up Outeridge, so at least they got a guy who's at least going to be good around the locker room, so I mean, there's that. I personally would have gone with the next person who got selected, Anita Aberu from Ireland. She was selected pick number three by the Geelong Generals. They had a really, really good draft here. They... They got Damian Whitler at a steal at pick 15. They also got okay. Stacey Samuels and uh, Amelia Jones. So they, they got a bit of a decent hole there. So they need to have a good draft. They had it. I think they did well. Anita Abaru played a lot of Gaelic football in Ireland. And I think she is on her way to becoming a star here. I mean, you only need to learn a little bit... A little bit to be able to transition from Gaelic football to Aussie rules, so that's going to end up well. Uh, you, any of you guys have any thoughts on our first three picks? Nope. Right. Well, it, it seems that, that everything uh, was really according to a major consensus for other uh, players. I mean, the trade surely make it easier for... Uh, uh, Nam Namazi was pretty much the top player of the draft and uh, as shown she uh, ended up uh, number one mm -hmm. I'll just keep it short and sweet and uh, wish the Irish last well right moving I on much about Australian <laughs> football but I wish the Irish last well right on to I think I got some Irish in me somewhere mm -hmm. so go Ireland I don't know what <laughs> and on to pick number four, Byron Irving. A I get him up. Byron Irving. A he is a wing from Moorabbin. He was doing very, very well last year until he got his jaw broken by another player called Huey Pearson, who we'll be talking about soon. So he's gotten picked up by the Miners. Huge pickup for them. They've had a bit of a dry spell in the draft, so to be able to get him pick number four, that really helps them out. Yeah. Yeah, but hopefully hopefully his jaw's a lot better, Byron, but 
Yeah, there could be some animosity between the two next time they meet, which... If I'm to look at the fixture and if they are to get into the... They are to get into the game together. That will be round. That will be round three in in Wellington, when the Myers host the host the host the Panthers in in an international game on Anzac Day. So that'll be interesting. Um, a surprise here, pick number five, Taylor Mitchelson, going over Virginia Wilson, center half forward to Hobart. I. I was expecting him to go to Brisbane and Virginia to go to Hobart, but they've done it the other way around. So Taylor's going to Hobart, Virginia goes to Brisbane, and I think Hobart maybe made the wrong choice here. I, I personally think Virginia had a lot more upside. I mean, that's not to say Ta Taylor's a bad player. He's He looks alright. I, I had him going number six, but I think they did make the wrong choice. Meanwhile, Brisbane, I think, kind of lucked out here. I mean, if they had picked Wilson, they would have picked Mitchelson. So, lucked out to kind of get what I think was the better, more rounded player. So, it'll be interesting to see how those two teams go with them. Ricky Marsden, pick number seven for East Sydney. Sorry, what? What? No. Um, I, I was just okay. going through yeah. pick seven. Ricky Marsden, all right. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, Ricky Marsden, East, got picked up by East Sydney. All right. Her and her twin sister, her and her sister, not twin sister, her and her sister Amy, bit arrogant. They think that they, both of them can rule the world in football, but uh, time is really going to tell. I mean, they have to really be able to do it. I mean, they were very close to both imploding, so... But, I mean, the thing is, I think Ricky has the more potential because she's actually a lot more dedicated to her craft than, than Amy is. So I'd say Ricky has probably the best shot of becoming a star here. I think East Sydney have made a good choice here. Um, I had her actually going number 14, but I did have some other players going a lot higher that went lower, so you never know. Uh, pick number 8, I actually predicted this one. It, Darwin got this pick from the... Uh, Dixon Cartwright trade. So essentially, yep. they traded for Dixon Cartwright. They got, they got their first round draft pick from Melbourne, who have had a bit of a shocking draft. But I mean, oh. to be fair, they didn't have much of a good, good hand of picks, so couldn't really do much with them. Um, so Gil Rowland, I predicted him to go this spot. I think he's a best center half. Not, not center half. I mean, best half back flight in the league. Not league. I mean, draft ball. Sorry. And all right. I'm getting confuddled. I think he's the best one out of all of them, and he did deserve to go pick number eight. Here's Huey Pearson, got picked up by Fremantle at pick nine. Exactly where I predicted that as well. He's a very good player, but that but that incident with with Irving in their junior in the junior leagues is really going to affect him. I think. I mean, people and don't like what happened. He will. Probably cop a bit of abuse to begin with. He'll need to really prove himself, I think. But he has the talent to do so, so he could do it. And finally, pick number 10, Oliver Whitehurst. Back pocket for the Gold Coast. They... I had them picking Thomas Shady in this... In this pick. Uh, wait, is everyone okay with this? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just for a minute. I think some people were just getting a little bored of it. But I'll, I'll, be, I'll be quick, I'll be quick. Uh, Oliver Whitehurst, back pocket for Gold Coast. 
I had them being entirely shady, but uh, that, that kind of didn't happen. I mean, why does a better back pocket anyway? So they're probably better yeah. picking him anyway. So that was the. What? Well, go ahead. What do you think? Pull about the best draft overall and all that. Just ask one question about all of it, rather than just being a rundown. All right, that's actually that's actually a good question. Um, I'm looking at it. Um, I'd have to say that. It is either East Sydney, in my opinion, Geelong, or even or even Darwin. I think all three of those teams had a great drafts there and got kind of players they want. I mean, even Brisbane, they got Virginia Wilson and Lindsay Bell. That's that's a huge pickup for them. That will really right. help them out. I think next season, I think I can only think of really one team that I can guarantee you that will probably be at the bottom, and that's Adelaide, and that's only because of last year's, like, purge of everything, like, wholesale and everything. Like, they're in a rebuilding phase right now. Everyone else, they look like they have decent rosters. Okay. Uh, anyone yeah, else? Cool. Yeah, anyone else want to talk? Uh, I think we pretty much cover everything well. Yeah, I, I, I think that was pretty thorough. I have one more sort to say at the draft than right. that. Mm-hmm. Right? Real football, American football. <laughs> All right, I'll be moving on to that in a minute. Uh, hey. All right. Uh, He's that... right, though. Ha 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 ha! Oh, we laugh at the foreign league. Yeah, well, I mean, ah. it's going to be interesting. There'll be more fatful news to come about it. I mean. During the yeah, summer, we'll, it's we'll practically more as the season goes on. Yeah, during my winter and your summer, you'll practically be seeing a lot of faffle in baseball. So get used to those popping up. Let's move I'm on. Already. Yeah, let's move on to the UFFL. Charles, I will let you run down these games. Give us to give it to us. Oh, uh, who's running it down? Is it is well, it you or Dakota? Uh, it's uh, it's. Uh, I think me. you got the list. Charles has the list. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Charles, run us down. Well, uh, for week fifteen, uh, first game, uh, the Chicago Outlaws uh, dealt. Uh, Quite a blow to Grand Rapids as they beat them 28 to 17. Uh, also, uh, Nashville kind of sh- have a shocking performance when they beat North, North Florida 34 uh, 13. Also, New York uh, quite uh, clinched their division with a convincing win against Don River 26 16. Uh, Las Vegas uh, keeps uh, on the roll as he beat in Baltimore 32 to 10. Also, uh, California uh, pull up a little surprise uh, when they beat Fargo 27 14. Well, uh, then, uh, 
Well, then uh, Texas uh, continues also at the dominant ways when they beat the East uh, 33 to 14. Uh, also, uh, Miami, the Tropics, uh, uh, pretty much had the, the biggest uh, offensive uh, result of the season, beating New Orleans 58-6. Jesus! Ooh. That's a decent thing, too. That's yeah, a and uh, for them, the, unfortunately for me, uh, the uh, primetime game is uh, Portland uh, basically eliminating the Royale from playoff contention with their score oh, of man. 41 to 16. Well, I'm sure I'll be joining in next week in this sorrow. Bah. Bah. Yeah, I'll be banned too. Yeah, that and is the... Third uh, string. I mean, I, I'm, they're not down for the count yet. We're just down two quarterbacks. Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, on to the playoff picture and looking at yeah. the teams eliminated going into week 16. Uh, New Orleans, Down River, California, Nashville, Baltimore, Montreal are out. They're going to have to look forward to next season. They've got to they got to play one more game and then it's pretty much the uh, summer break. They all... I think all those ones listed can play spoiler next week, so uh, they can take out their aggressions if they're so inclined. So uh, their season ain't over yet. Mm -hmm. They can still be the talk of the country for at least one more week. Sure. Meanwhile, teams that are going through and will be playing in the postseason, uh, we've got Texas, who has clinched the Continental West Division. They can finally have something to actually hang up in the place. Uh, Las Vegas can, could still clinch United West with Chicago loss. Uh, same with Chicago with Las Vegas losing. New York, they have the United East. And Eastern have clinched a playoff berth with a Montreal loss. So, congrats to you guys. You will be going through to the, to the playoffs. Good luck to you. Meanwhile, the team's still yeah, fighting please. for a playoff berth. Fargo, who win and they're mostly in, hold tiebreakers and division opponents. Grand Rapids yeah. need to win and most expect a Fargo loss. Hey. I must expect a Fargo loss. <laughs> um, I don't know. Someone's tired about that. Uh, Paul and Roses need to win and expect fellow division to their fellow division teams to lose as they are one in five in the division. That's terrible. That is ter oh wow. Yeah, they in contention with wow. Must be doing some good conference play. Yep, uh, Miami will win the Cornell East, regardless if they win or lose, like North Florida. And uh, North Florida must win to get in. I, I, I wait. It, okay, this doesn't make that. sense. No, it's easy. No, it does make sense. So, um, if North okay. Florida loses, they can't beat anyone in any division for a wild card spot, and Miami also holds the tiebreaker. Now, if they do win and Miami also wins, Miami gets the division. But if enough teams lose in the other division in that conference, they can get the second wild card spot. So, but it, it, they do have to win to even get a wild card. Is what's happening there? Okay. I looked into it. It's really complicated. Why? They hold enough tiebreakers that they can beat Portland or Grand Rapids, I believe. I'm getting if conflicting things record. here as well. Um. I don't know what's going on here. Well, someone's saying they're wild card at worst if uh, my... I uh, don't... I don't know. 
Well, no. This is this is confusing because that because that that division is so tight. The whole conference is a is a show of an excremental variety. Oh god! <laughs> but you know, oh. if they lose, they're out. That's basically what it boils down to. Just if they win, then it gets interesting. But like, the the real thing to watch is what North Florida does tomorrow. Right. Right. Gotcha. Uh, guys, your thoughts on the playoff picture? <laughs> well, uh, it's yeah, it's been uh, it's been certainly uh, an exciting end of the season. Uh, well, for me, alas, sadly, uh, YL uh, did everything they could to stay in. They had a three win three game winning streak thanks to the play of Rao Fernandez. Uh, but uh, it was uh, it, it was too little, too late, and Portland mm -hmm. uh, basically uh, took advantage of our, uh, of our whole line uh, that's still uh, nursing some injuries, and uh, it wasn't enough for us to move on. But it will What's be that? interesting. It will be interesting to see who's going to. Uh, Step up uh, and uh, finally get those uh, uh, last uh, play uh, playoff spots because we basically like uh, got uh, three teams, uh, three spots uh, fought for with five teams. Hmm. Yep, they all yeah. have identical records right now. I think. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. they're all eight seven right now. So yeah. uh, there's a chance that they could all lose. There's a chance they could all win because those five teams. None of them are facing each other. Every, all five of those teams are facing teams that have already had their fates decided, which is what makes it really interesting. Yeah. Uh, hey, side, Appleby has more time to date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, same thing so. with Fargo. Like, I'm pretty, even though they're one of those teams, it's really tough to see them getting one of those three spots. As much as I love to, I'm still a realist. Uh, our end of the season wasn't quite as promising as Montreal. We got to see our starting quarterback, Carson, go down and see the shining new future of the team also go down with an injury. So it's just been distressing. I just hope we can get a decent draft pick mm -hmm. and recover well from what's going on. Like, we're looking into the offseason. But we could still give it everything we got in the final thing of the week. Yeah. Uh, Cedric. That's all you can say. Uh, uh, Cedric, your thoughts on the playoff picture? Right. Well, well, it's certainly going to be quite a fight for those last, for those three remaining spots in the, in the Continental Conference. Yeah, certainly. For sure. Um, I mean. It is pretty remarkable. Portland is still in it with a one in five division record, but yeah. they have a pretty good chance to take care of business against the New Orleans team that's looking towards oh, yeah. number one pick in the draft. I mean, well, they've already got it. That's what they're thinking about. Mm, that, that that is what's on their mind. I can't imagine Portland losing there. Fargo, oh boy, it's off the yard to win with a third string quarterback. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. I feel for you. 
I feel hurt enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, from, uh, from what uh, I've been hearing, uh, well, it's not certain, but the uh, latest report on uh, Koa, uh, I think, is, pro is proven as doubtful. But uh, we uh, we have to wait and see. We can never be too oh. sure come uh, game time. FMB was saying Joe Bowers may come out of rehab and play for Fargo, but I'm not oh. taking that with a grain of salt. Oh, for Christ's sake, that that's just that's just wives' FMZ. tales. FMZ again. That what they didn't have to report that I. That's from like some farm conspiracy theory forum. FMZ. What's the difference? What's the difference? Uh, well, apparently FMZ is a, a publication. Or <laughs> whatever. Oh, that's fair. Okay. One's a publication. FMZ All has right. a different account. <laughs> that's the well, difference. I would say, hey, look. To dream. To dream. Mm-hmm. We'll just hide all the liquor in the in all the Dakotas, and maybe we can still make those playoffs. You need a lot to fall your way. Yeah, uh, it does. Well, no, all we need to do is win. So hey, get him in, get him out, then we'll have Ty back up. Whatever. I doubt it'll happen so. in the next twenty-four hours. There will be a sight to behold. So on to those uh, week sixteen matchup, I see. Yes. Mhm. Mm and looking at, um, we've got North Dakota against Chicago, Baltimore versus New York, Grand Rapids versus Montreal, Downriver against California, Easton versus Fargo, uh, Portland versus New Orleans, Miami versus Nashville, and Texas versus Las Vegas. Very interesting matchups here. Well, that last one doesn't have any playoff implications, but those those are the two top teams of the league that last that Monday night game. Yeah, um, forgot about that. That could be your football matchup. That game doesn't have any playoff implications, and Downriver versus California doesn't either. Uh, well, that's that's that's, yeah. that's the I, tank. I forgot ball. about them already. I I forgot about it yeah. already. But I uh, know whoever that, that game. That game is yeah. what we call in the business a point-to-point -point game. That's gonna be you're gonna see it in Southern California, and you're probably not even gonna see it in Eastern Michigan. Well, so to be that probably backed out. <laughs> to be fair, I'd call it a tank ball, honestly. Well, they can't. That's, the that's best part is either New Orleans as a as a. I think New Orleans and Baltimore. Have better draft picks as is. Like Baltimore, New Orleans is down two games below Downriver and Baltimore. So neither of them are going to get like the top pick for that one, which makes it even less interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. Like it's the most irreverent Boulder ever was. Alright, irrelevant. Alright. <laughs> well, my my heart goes out to the people of Detroit who are not allowed to watch anything else. Oh Jesus. Uh, well, that's a bit of an interesting thing. Uh, uh, God, anything else you guys want to add to that? Well, whoever wins the Monday night game will get MVP. That's it. Right. So, uh, like I see, it's 
it's going to be uh, a fun uh, Sunday of football that's for sure uh, some uh, some uh, some fans going to rejoice as some fans going to probably broke their TVs. So oh, yep. we'll probably see uh, a lot of YouTube videos about those reactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best part is anyone that breaks their TV go, has to go out and buy a new one on Monday to watch the season finale, which is like <laughs> must watch. But you can't do it if your TV's broken. <laughs> so, hey, those in the oh, electronic wholesale TV sale are going to have a mighty fine Monday. Ah, uh, hey, Zane, welcome back. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing. Hi. I'm hi. guessing. Hi. Hi. I know, I know. I'm guessing Alaska Internet struck. Uh, yeah, for a very long time, the whole thing went down, I had to go back out, oh, my fix the, I guess I had to fix, like, so I had to fix, like, my, my router or something like that, but it's, like, up, I had to fix, like, the actual wiring that goes out of my house. How did you, how does that even work? Um, you plug the router into the wall, and then that goes in the wires, and I had to fix the outside wires, it's cold as should well, I, I get that, but how do you even see that stuff? Yeah, guys. No, no, don't, don't worry about it. It's cold as fuck out there. There's my one per episode. Yeah, alright. Um, all producer. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> There's my fine. Um, yeah, get it to me through a money order. Alright, here we go. Alright, so on to the. We're done with the UFFL here. Quite a bit of ha- is going to happen here. Now, on to the FBA. to do a quick rundown of the conference, so just give a quick summary of the conference and what they think is good and bad. Uh, I will. Alright, go on, then. I have 30 minutes. Okay, um, uh, Western Conference, the Dakota Bikers number one, of course. Damn right! Uh, they're about to come Damn back. right! They're about to come Could they come back and get a repeat? Well, the record uh, says so. 44 and 6. Um, I think they Santa Ana Spectrum. Haha, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Santa Ana Spectrum. Okay, 35-15, tied with number three, Hawaii, Ka- Hawaii Kahunas. Um, yeah, yeah, there's there's that stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Montana Howlers, number four, also tied for number mm-hmm. five, San Jose, San Jose Thrust. Um, and that's all because Barnett, that's all because uh, the, that's all because Jazz is kicking them up. Number six, the Alaska Arctics. Number seven, Winnipeg Voyagers. And number eight, Edmonton Totem. Both, all three have a 24-26 record. Um, number nine, number nine, Omi and, and Kaz is not happy about that. He is not happy about his performances. Uh, in, in the I, I would think so. I would think so when you've got a record like that. Angry. 
That would be distressing. Yeah, number nine, Seattle Summit. Number ten, the wild cards. <laughs> okay, number eleven, the Arizona Wits. Number twelve, Texas Lone Star. Uh, talking, talking about. Uh, I was just gonna say, Tom thirty-eight. I was just gonna talk. I've heard a few minor rumblings about stuff going on with Texas. Maybe I have to get it verified, and this won't be for a long time. So. We will see if it is. If, if if nothing comes up in a future episode, just ignore this. Like I just I've just heard a, a little rumbling. That's all. Okay. Right yeah. on. Now with the Easter Conference, number one, Bangor Tides, of course. Um, number two, Williamsburg Minutemen. Number three, Plymouth Taproom. Number four, Biloxi, Biloxi Voodoo. Number five, Baltimore Spirits. Number six, Tallahassee Typhoons. Number seven, Lorraine Firestorm Goakiak. Uh, yeah. Number eight, Pittsburgh Keystones. Number nine, Tennessee Moonshiners. P P Keystones and Moonshiners both have a tight record, 18-32. Number oh. 10, Queens Pride. Eh. Number 11, Albany Alphas. That's what you get, Terry O'Toole. And number 12, the Huntsville Mayors. They're tied for last, and I love it. Well, I <laughs> mean, you've got, an you've got an arrogant kid trying to fight against, like, the, the buff line slowly tying into a pudgy line. So wait, so. wait, hold on. So he's doing all the... I don't follow that basketball outside of who's on top. I don't follow bottom feeders like that. So I didn't realize it was that close to the bottom and he's doing this whole calling out D-leaguers and ripping off his shirt when he's at this rate going to be playing among them in a couple of years. That yeah, really he's basically a D-leaguer already. He's, he's already... Wow. He's already... Got He's got, he's got the e-league, he's got the, um, he's got the ego of, uh, Julio Anka back in his violent streak days, and he's got the skills of, of he's got the skills of a college kid. Like, get out of here. If, if you, if yeah. you wanna, if you wanna have that type of ego and that little talent going to, fur, going to Furrywood, I mean... I'm, 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 I'm gonna, well, like this way, he might be in a couple years, but that's not going to keep him long in the league. That's where he's going to be with Barnes. I'm, he's in a with Joe Barnes. And it kind of sucks that Lorraine Firestorm has a losing record, and I love that guy with all my heart. I mean, I like Andrew McDonald's rainbow. I love him. I mean... I mean, well, yeah, I mean, with my situation, it's just sort of, it makes a lot of sense that I, that I would like the Firestorm, that I like the Spectrums, and I'm so, I'm kind of glad the Spectrums are number two in Western Conference. Um, they are not, I'm sorry, but they are, they will not take over the bikers. Um, they will not, there's absolutely no way. Sorry, but there is no way. Yeah, not with that record. But well, that, that uh, record, you're uh, 35 to 15 against 44 and 6 record. It's a 44 and 6 record. You're not doing it unless unless the Dakota Bikers absolutely crap the bed. Um, going into the and then I like half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm hoping at the very concept. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> ah, don't you right, don't you put you. that evil on us? I get you. Uh, uh, hey, oh, hey, hey, I'm not, hey, I'm not the kiss of death. Why? I'm not the kiss of death. Wes is. There, there's been some kisses of death on this podcast, so I, I just want to perish the thought and, like, throw some salt over my shoulder and 
call the Pope or something. Just don't let that happen. I'm knocking on wood for you. No worries. Thank you. Thank um, you. Okay, I can't wait to go into the. I can't wait to go into the next thing because I've got some words to say about some of the guys in here. Dude, I've got yeah. some words. I can't wait. Yeah, I have a few um, words too, and maybe a scoop. So yeah, let's move on to the All Star Weekend. That is this where we throw in the music from that one thing? What thing? About All Stars? Uh, no. Oh no. <laughs> no. no. Not that does that, does, uh, is there a baseball team with that for a theme song? Okay, uh, I don't know. This uh, is um. This is not. This is not. Um, can't make that joke. Um, no. but this That's is not, not that. This is not that. I mean, no, this is not what well, is. I mean, we get could we could this is what that is. we could get off and do the space jam. It's da 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 Talk about dunking. Come on and slam and welcome to the jam. It's a dunk contest, Roster. Hey, say that to Coronado. Javier Coronado. Come on and slam. Welcome back from Japan. Oh. So, I think it'd be interesting for us to talk about what we're... Well, we're, we're most looking forward to for each contest. Uh. Yeah. I think we're going to have a quick look at the roster, and you guys, you just say who you are looking forward to in this dunk contest. We've got Scooney Barrett, Sterling Benzing, Yves Carvenu. Is it Carvenu? Uh, I got Carvenu right, but I don't think I it's Yves. Yves Carvenu. It's Yves Carvenu. Oh, Yves Carvenu. Yeah, you know that one. Lisa Belle DuPont. Andrew McDonald Rainbow, Trevor Cruz, Margot Warrior, and Kevin Malka. Anybody but Scooney. Uh, um, I got, I got, I got, I got uh, uh, excuse me. With, with, with McDonald Rainbow. Yes. What? McDonald I have to Rainbow. go with McDonald Rainbow. Scooney. Uh, I mean. He's got a bigger ego than Terry does. Oh, uh, I want to watch his ego get crushed. Oh. In the contest. Um, come speak. fight me on Twitter. Come fight me on Twitter, Scooney. Come fight. Come fight me on Twitter. I don't care. Let's I just say you, want. you play for Hawaii. I play for Alaska. Let's get onto it, huh? Uh, I didn't play for Alaska. Report for Alaska. I don't. Any players from Dakota? I don't know. But um, we've got. Um, no, none of these players are from Dakota. No. <laughs> no, but I am looking forward to seeing. How the rookie Trevor Cruz performs. The Plymouth rookie. He has pulled off some <laughs> pretty sensational dunks in games leading up to the All Star break. Well, came in the All Star break with an eight game winning streak, by the way. Pretty pretty happy yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some and, good stuff. Uh, yeah, McDonald Raymond was just a couple of very good dunks in he wasn't in that dunk contest last year. He's a rookie. He was in the FBL dunk contest I talked about. No, he did the he did the uh, college dunk contest. The what? The college dunk contest. The he wasn't in college. <laughs> God 
I'm just trying. I know. Who am I thinking oh, of? Oh yeah, I completely oh, forgot right. about that. I completely forgot about that. Apparently, I did too. <laughs> Alright, so back to Trevor. He, he had um, a couple pretty entertaining dunks during Pinus' most recent winning streak. He has an incredible vertical like no one had ever seen. So I'm looking, forward, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing how he does, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, no, McDonald Rainbow did some dunks at some point. Maybe it was in a game or something. God. Yeah. He doesn't play for Dakota, so I don't care. <laughs> uh, that's the problem with being a local caster. Well, I'm gonna say this: I got some scripts in Andrew McDowell Rainbow, perhaps, maybe. Apparently, oh. some people noticed that there were about there were about three or four Melbourne Melbourne Hammerheads players heading to the airport yesterday. So the media managed to find them and. When they were there, they said, they asked, where are you guys going? Oh, we're just taking a tri quick trip to Canada. <laughs> so the connecting point here is, is that Andrew himself played for the Melbourne team in the, in the FBL. So okay. he probably knows a few of those guys. So potentially he could be bringing those guys up to Canada. To have them involved right. in one of his dunks at the dunk contest, perhaps. So, we okay, might be seeing an Aussie Rules inspired dunk, perhaps, if he makes it if he makes it through the contest, perhaps. But that's that's just speculation. That's just speculation. Sure. Hey, that's what we're here for. Well, well me on my end, uh, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the, the big... Uh, uh, the, the big uh, the the big ones that everyone expect to win is of course uh, everyone's thinking about Scooney or Benzing uh, oh. and maybe a little bit about Truth but uh, of course I'm a tail dunk last year I love that use this tail to dunk the ball that was actually pretty cool that was actually never seen that. I, I will give you but, uh, I have to give a spot for my fellow uh, Eve Carbono uh, since him and Marka are at uh, their home crowd in Winnipeg. Maybe they got really something special and got the crowd beyond them to really wow the people for this year. Welcome back to Winnipeg. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Anyway, um, anyone else want to add anything to the dunk contest, or should we move on? Let's uh, move on before I say something stupid again. Alright. Yeah, same. Um, I, 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 I can bring it up to the rookie game. Okay. Alright, um, I was just going to quickly say that Margot Warrior is the sister to the John General's Beatrice Warrior, so there's an R name to look out for. Uh, three point contest. We've got Krenster Renstall, Julian Cross Carelli, Matthew Silvius, Lance Wildfire, Aurora Goldshine, Akiat Pratt, Kasper Kusick, Derek Kim, Jonathan Lawyer, Mike Rising, Cliff Matthews, Terry O'Toole. Jeez, we got we got Eve Carbonu doing it again. Diego and Park 
Impero, Yasella Salas, and Franco Martinou currently all doing the three point. Francois Martinou, sorry, sorry. Francois. Francois Martinou. So what we've got in there. So you want to hear my little section? Anybody but Terry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Terry's in this. Um. Yeah. All right then. Um. Look, I root for Dakotas. That, that just, if you're a biker, go for it. If you're not, just have a have a great time, everybody. We'll see I mean, you after the break. Wait, we'll isn't continue riding all over you? Wait, isn't Sylvius in the bikers? Yes. Yeah, well then. That's what I care about. Sylvius and Lawyer. Oh, yeah, Sylvius and Lawyer. They should do well. Yeah, they should do well. I mean, my money is kind of on, is kind of on, I'm going to say, Martin Ewan's Wildfire. I think those two will go very far in this. Sure. I mean... Wildfire has been second in this particular contest several years. Yeah. On a number of occasions. I I think this might be his year then. I think he's... If you come second so many times, you're bound to come first one year. Yep. So, my money's going to be on Lance here. Uh, Cedric, what's your money on? Hmm. Oh. Ah. Oh. Bomb Ah. Oh. Oh, hold on for a second. Uh, meanwhile, Ooh. um, I'll get uh, Charles to do that. Sorry about the awkward science. Who's your money on? Uh, well, uh, I I think uh, Francois Martinu. Uh, might have a chance to do good, mm-hmm. <coughs> but also uh, you 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 can't really gl- can't glance over the usual uh, uh, favorites like Renstil, Karate, Silvius, uh, Wildfire, and Larder, and also there's Derek Kim too that can be uh, real dangerous. Uh, it's really really a toss-up, but uh, if I have to think uh, a, a, a winner, uh, I'll probably uh, think uh, maybe uh, Cross Corrali uh, could step up, uh, uh, can step up really big. Yeah, I, that is a good that is that is a good prediction, I think. Uh, Cedric, anything on your end? Uh, I think he's taking yes, a break. Hi. I think he's taking a break. Uh, final words on the three-point contest. We'll ask him when he gets back. <laughs> uh, Zane, anything? It's nothing. I, I mean, I can't even, I can't even see what's going on. So, I mean, you can't see anything. Like, I'm the one. I'm, the, I'm not the one judging the dunk contest or the three-point contest because. Yes, you can't do anything to do anything on those. I can't do anything. I can't say anything about the dunk contest because I can't see. Can't yeah. see. Can't say anything about the three point contest because I can't see. Just. So, well, I, mean, I, mean, you, I mean, isn't it just a? Isn't it a quantitative thing? With who's getting the three point contest? 
Yeah, it's... Ah, Cedric, you're back. Uh, your prediction on three-point right. contest. Right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, Laurie mentioned the Spashfers, Wildfire. Those two are... Those three are ones to watch, I think. Um, I believe, I believe um, Crestor Ren still. Crestor's won this contest before. Crosscarali's gone far. Their Kim's gone far. Their Kim's a pretty good three-point shooter. Those are some of the names I have. My eyes. All right. Good beat. All right. Well, moving on All to right. the onto the rookie all-star game. Um, in we're gonna have a look at the quick look at the Eastern team and the Western team, and you guys will give me your predictions on the match. Uh, in the starting point guard for the Eastern rookie all-star team, we've got. Kiara Hughes, starting starting shooting guard is Trevor Cruz, starting small forward is is Terry O'Toole, starting power forward is Dragomar Bal Barabanov, uh, sorry. Starting center Yeah. Starting center, Michael Riva, bench Desdemona Iverson, um the bench we got the bench. Uh, Alexa Alexa Francesca, Andrew McDonald Rainbow again, Tyler Conley, Temma Ozara, jeez, we're getting into Ozora. To Ozora, Dante Cruz, Spiro Fun. <laughs> Thank you, Cedric. Otis, yeah. uh, and the alternatives Mason Lowe, Antoinette Barquin, and Ab. Abdullah Mandyang. Yeah, Right, that. Right, there we go. And the Western rookie also team, we got the starting point guard, Dennis Summers, starting shooting guard, Lisa Bell Dupont. Dupont. Uh, we got starting small forward, Mike Rise, Rising. Um, uh, starting power okay. forward, Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. Jeez, I've heard that name before. Uh, starting center Reagan Saint Croix, a lot better tempered than, lot better tempered and less arrogant than Trent. Uh, bench, I, it's I, Nigel Conway, Duncan Kuji. I believe it's pronounced Kuji. Kuji. Cassius Waterson, Kendrick. That's how you yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I just got a new scoop on Cassie, so we can talk about it after we're done with the uh, right with the, with yeah. the roster. We're almost oh, done. We're after that. Kendrick Komisic, Paul Driscoll, Joshua Ede, Ashley Cope, Robert Poison, Pasol, Pasol. It's like fish for fish. Yeah, Kelsey Komisic, and <laughs> his Johnny. Hishon Kranowski, I believe it is. Alright, Hishon Kranowski. Okay, guys, uh, your thoughts on both these rookie teams and how do you think they will go? I'll start with Cedric because you're kind of the expert on this. Well, hmm. Well, both these teams have a lot of talent, especially in the starting lineup. Mm -hmm. I think um, I would give the slight edge to the Western rookies. 
only because the starters, I think they're they're less playing out of position. Um, you look at these rookies, you see, well, they don't really have they don't really have a starting point guard. I mean, they have, I mean, Hughes and Cruz. They're two guards for for in, for their regular teams, Tennessee and Plymouth. And Drago, he's normally a small forward, so he's a bit out of position playing power. Yeah. So I think I think that there's less of that when you look at the starting lineup for the Western movies. So I give them a, a slight edge. I right. Uh, Charles, your thoughts? Well, uh, like uh, Cedric said, I think it's going to be better coincident with the Western rookies. Uh, as I also think that talent-wise, uh, they, 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 but uh, talent-wise, if you talk of pure talent, maybe there's a little more, a little bit of more of an edge uh, for uh, the East. So it's going to be a toss-up, but I like to give uh, the West, the West, uh, a short edge. All right, uh, Bruce Zane. Anything you want to add? I just uh, I just I'll go with you and we're out there. You can go. Uh, I'm just concurring with what O'Toole said. Uh, uh, Cedric, Cedric's the expert here, and I didn't hear him say anything that didn't make sense. So I keep it simple. Side with him. He's right. All right. Well, it's not rookies for you. And Zing, go ahead. I just got a big scoop going in with Cassius Watterson. He just tweeted, he just gave two tweets out right now. The, uh, I'm, I'll read them out for you. The first tweet reads, Nervous oh, to okay. hell, losing my, sorry. Nervous to hell, losing my mind. At least I won't disappoint when I'm on the bench. Dot, dot, dot. Then the second tweet reads, The rookie game is a rookie game, but when you're playing with Terry, Rising, and DuPont, it's a lot for me to take in. I'm not going to be at their level, and I'm sorry, but at least I'll try not to disappoint. All right. So, so it's day. Um, so, like, what's I happening the, I there? Think the lad, I think the lad is being a little hard on himself. I mean, I mean, he's not getting. I mean, that's. I mean. To be fair, he's not getting a lot of playing time in Edmonton, but I mean, you know, he's he's actually playing in this rookie All Star game. I mean, you see the alternates. You see the alternates on this list. They're not actually going to. They're not actually. They're, they're not in Winnipeg. That they were selected in case someone couldn't go because of injury. So they're not even right. at the All Star game. Passes I mean, but here. At least he seems like he's. Yeah, I mean, it's not enough. Uh, guys, guys. Um, well, Cedric, you finish your thing, then Zango. I'm pretty much finished. Okay, Zango. It's so it's as if it feels like as if Cass Cass feels like he's not worth being in the game. It's as if he feels like he's he's he isn't he isn't worth the game. And he's, mm. he's famous for being extremely hard on himself. He was super hard on himself in DCI. I, I, I met him in 2012. I met him in 2013. The man was all over the place in DCI. 
constantly trying to improve himself. Was he still in high school in 2013? Yeah, I met him in 2013 when I was in a... Actually, I met him in 2013 because I was, I was a reporter for Spirit of Atlanta, which is oh, the, right. the drum corps that I, I marched in. But, okay. Um, so basically, yeah, but basically, he's and he, he also got caught by his coach pulling off 24 hours straight practices with no rest. Like, he was he was going hard for 24 hours. He was found That's literally... How does he have time he to put on 34 pounds? on the ground. Like, they, he literally worked himself to exhaustion at one point. And so, like, he's very hard on himself. And mm -hmm. it's as if he feels like he's not worth the game. Uh -huh. So, we'll see how that goes wow. out. Because I don't know what's happening at this point. All right. I mean, that, that's, we'll see how it turns out. Like, what else is there to say on that? Yeah, that'll yeah, be... I, I really wish the guy would stop being so hard on himself. Maybe if this Tyron Appley thing is true, maybe he might calm him down because he's he's known for being a bit of a calming force among, among people, so... For anyone that yeah, hangs on Tyron Appley, I'll be a bit softer in the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, we're on to our final bit of the episode. The guns there. Okay. Yep. We're on to the we're on to the final bit of the episode. Finally, we're gonna look at the Eastern. We're gonna have a look at the All Star Game roster. Give your thoughts, and then we're out of here. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're gonna have a look at the All Star roster at the moment, and let's just let me just get that up. And on the Eastern All Star roster, we got starting point guard Lance Wildfire, starting shooting guard Derek Kim. Woo. Starting small forward, Edwin Grigger. Is, is that it, Grigger? I believe yeah. so. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, starting Grigga, power... I believe, yeah. Right. Starting power forward, Sterling Benzing. Starting center, Jake Turner. Sixth, Leon Dalmont. And on the bench, Eric Tovenen, Kenny, Kenny DeMarcus, Kasper Krusik, Nakissa Kessis, Akiat Pratt, and... Tia Terea. Tia Terea. Tia Terea. Sorry. And on the Western team, we've got in starting point guard Matthew Silvius. <laughs> uh, starting shooting guard Krista Renstill. Starting shooting forward Jonathan Lawyer. Starting power forward Scooney Barrett. Starting center Daniel Kwiviak. Qu Kwiviak. Kuviak, yeah, Kuviak. Daniel Kuviak. Uh, sixth, uh, Eve Carvenu. Bench, Adia Agunan. Angun. Angun. Oh, sorry, I was meant to say small forward with the. Not shooting forward, small forward, those. Proves how busy I've been that I forget that. Uh, bench, Adam Tavella, Joanne Cross, Corelli. Francois Martineau, Benjamin Derby, and Misha Maxwell with a large chest. Large tracks of land. Large yeah. tracks of land. <laughs> yeah. Wes, you're not dying of cold. What's wrong with you? I don't know, but just. Uh, I. When it, when it gets to the end of the episode, I kind of just go, screw it. I'll. 
Say what he's, I want. He's running out of steam. The adrenaline's running out. He just wants to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, but we to stop. Jesus Christ. He's all over Twitter. What is happening? He's uh, all over it. He just tweeted okay. again. No. Sorry. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, let's talk about it later. But, yeah. so we, we've got stuff to talk about. We don't, we don't right, right, Cedric. Uh, Cedric, come on, uh, just give us, a, give us your thoughts on the All-Star roster. Yeah. i got to be honest, um, fencing and Jake Ter- Ster- yeah, Sterling and Jake um, in the same front court is interesting. I'll just leave it at that. Um, um, Sterling has said he's not going to do any sabotage. I mean, those two are rivals on off the court. On off the court. Uh, I mean, and and I I I I believe him that he won't sabotage things, but I don't know if. Uh, but I I just don't know if the team chemistry is there for the East of the season. Oh, I'm leaning towards the West again. All right, uh, Charles, your thoughts? Well, uh. Both teams are incredibly stacked, but uh, I, I have to uh, I have to think that possibly uh, the the better group uh, together might be the Western All Stars. So I'm giving the edge to it to to them, and possibly maybe uh, Eve Carbono pulling out something uh, to be a, a certain a difference maker uh, during the game. All right, uh, Zane. Um, yeah, Zane, Bruce, your final thoughts on this? Hey, always bet on bikers. Uh, Zane? Oh, yeah, they're, 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 they're conference. Alright, uh, Zane, anything? Um, I mean, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of the West because, um, you know, you've got all these, you know, all these, I mean, I'm from Alaska, so I'm, I'm gonna be a Western guy. So yeah. I'm thinking West is going to take it again, but the East does have Lance Wildfire. However, will he be yeah. exhausted from the three-point? You really move around in the three-point, though. Like, a lot of the people in this game are in the three-point competition. I'm concerned about Lance Wildfire, too. I mean, I, I, I'm also from the West, Dakota, land, land. Um, but Lance Wildfire has always looked pretty cool. But I don't yeah. think you have to go too far for that. You don't exhaust yourself on the three-point competition. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. If, if you're capable of making all-star as a basketball player, because that's an exhausting sport, I can go more than like 30 seconds without getting winded in there. So if you can yeah. survive hmm. long enough to get to the, the all-star game, you can survive a little three-point shot. But yeah. I, I don't, yeah. you'll, be, you'll be the top scorer of the East. Absolutely. Three point contest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the I. Three point contest is mostly. The three point contest is mostly, you know, it's jump shots. It's yeah. a lot of jump shots. And he's a rabbit. He can jump. Point, you're a three point shooter. You're used to doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. I don't think that'll have that. So I'm gonna go with no. Not exhausted. Right. I'm just not known for jumping, so. Okay, if that's it, then we are finished with episode 15. Another long one. 
My God. <laughs> How about a lover ground for this one? For sure. That was a that was a that was a cracker of an episode. That was a show. Yeah. That was a show. Yeah. Um, Charles, what are you going to be doing? What are you going to be doing next month? Well, I'm sure that uh, we're going to cover a lot, especially with the playoffs uh, in the UFFL that's going to be uh, starting soon uh, after that. Uh, but I'm going to keep an eye to what uh, other, uh, other leagues is going to do. Uh, I'll keep myself busy. Alright, uh, Cedric, I mean, you're at the, you're gonna be at the All-Star weekend and all that, so, uh, how, how's the next month looking for you? I'm judging the gun dunk contest once again, and it's going to be fun. Right, certainly. Uh, Bruce, what are you doing? Um, as I said, I'm sawing my antlers off for charity. And hopefully I'll be able to get some time uh, to also cover the UFFL playoffs. That's two F, not three. Uh, that was a typo. Uh, mm-hmm. The UFFL playoffs, I'll try and get some coverage on those two, probably with minimal Fargo. But I'll also be watching the bikers win. That's what I do, baby. Right. Uh, Zane, you have anything you want to say before we go or if you're doing anything for the next month? I'm going to be an ice cube next month. <laughs> it's going to get extremely cold. So, um, right. oh, yeah. I'm probably going to turn off the heat for my one per episode, so there's that. All right. Um, <laughs> Good time. It's not the first time I've had to turn off the heat, though. I'll, I'll live. All right, well... Uh, <laughs> summer. All right. Well, uh, I've got to gotta travel to Carrara on March the 9th to cover the first Northern Group stage of the... 2019 FAFL Lightning Premiership. Then the next night, I gotta go over to Adelaide and cover the Southern Group. Then the Friday after that... There really need to be more people covering that sport. Yeah. And on the Friday, I have to cover the Files Playoff at Docklands in Melbourne. And then, probably the next week, I gotta fly all the way over to the US for the Furball episode we're doing next time. Woo! Jeez, we'll see. I think we'll see a lot of you guys there next time. Uh, maybe not Cedric, but we'll see a few of you. <laughs> Certainly... Certainly Charles. Yeah, certainly Charles, probably Bruce. Maybe maybe probably Zane. Bruce. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I've been West Gary. Je suis uh, Charles Bergeron. Dakota Bruce White is me. I'm about to be the popsicle, Dan Kamadi right here. And I have been Cedric O'Toole. And, and it's been a pleasure. Right. And you've been listening to FSN. We'll catch you next time live in New Orleans. We'll see you then. It's more than a game.